You are listening to the Real Estate Proverbs Podcast with host Kevin Jefferson. This is the number one podcast for African-American real estate professionals who are doing extraordinary things. It's time to tune in. And now, your host, the people's lender, Kevin Jefferson. Kevin Jefferson. Welcome to the Real Estate Proverbs Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Jefferson. And today, our guest is Mr. Elijah Merchant. It's a good day, brother. Hey, how you doing? We're doing well, doing well. Um, so, Elijah, uh, for those who don't know who you are, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, yeah, my name's Elijah, like you said. Um, I'm a real estate agent out in the Hampton Roads area which is uh, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Virginia. Um, I've been an agent for coming up on two years now. Uh, and yeah, so I'm currently in the military as well. So active duty. Um, yeah, that's that's me. That's you, huh? Well, first yeah. of all, thank, thank you for your service, man. We definitely um, appreciate that. Um, so how we got here was I put a post in a group and someone responded. Actually, your mother responded with your name. Right. Um, so I was very intrigued on how you were able to make six figures in your first four year real estate. Um, yeah. So let's jump into that, man, because okay. you know, that is the buzzword, like six figures. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like six figures is where people want aspire to be. Um, so let's definitely. I'm going to ask you some questions and see how, right. we, how we can get in there. Maybe someone can use what they hear and help uh, grow their business as well. Yeah, of course. Of course. Gotcha, so gotcha. I actually started out um, uh, just by buying a house myself. Um, okay. And I started out like house hacking, which is essentially just having roommates and having them uh, cover the mortgage. Uh, you know, some buddies of mine, we graduated from the Naval Academy together. They needed a place to stay. stay. It worked for them because the rent was cheaper. And uh, that was like what really intrigued me into the whole real estate um, game. So uh, fast forward, more people hear about what I'm doing, uh, friends. Uh, so they're, they're getting intrigued. So I started helping I, I'm, a lot of people you know, do the same thing I was doing. And then one time just having a conversation with my mom, she was like, you should really just get your real estate license. So I was like, you know, I never thought about it at that point. And, you know, I thought about it a little bit more and got into it. And so uh, once I got my license, all the work that I was doing previously kind of felt like um, it was the same thing. So, you know, a lot of people come in and approaching me about what I was doing. So just really started out with having a, a track record of helping people before. Got you. Got you. So are you still active in the military? Yes. Yes. Currently. Okay. Currently. And full-time agent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a thing as a part-time agent. Uh, like anybody that's in the business knows it, it is a 24 seven job. You know, you don't really, even if you have another obligation, you still have this obligation is just as big. It's constantly going. Gotcha. So you, you get your license and how long between the time that you were actually licensed and picked a brokerage was it when you uh, closed on your first deal? It, it happened pretty fast, actually. Um, so it, 
it was, I, I got the client within the first couple of days of actually having my license. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a uh, uh, it was a friend of mine that was uh, coming down to the area. He was currently in Rhode Island, and he knew that he, you know, uh, as military, we're moving all the time. Right. So he was coming down, and I was actually helping him try to find a rental. Um, I wasn't even thinking about getting paid off of it, and then uh, he asked me a question, and I answered it, and he was like. You know, so it kind of intrigued him into buying. But essentially, you know, he asked me a little bit about my property. I can't remember exactly what the question was, but basically, you know, how much was I paying? And so when I told him that I wasn't paying anything, he's like, wait, what? So I kind of, you know, got him into the mindset of like house hacking that he could do it too. And he was like, you know, it took him two days, but he's like, all right, let's buy a property. It's like, okay, let's do it. Wow. (laughs) That's, that's, uh, that's crazy. Um, so your client, he closes on it. Um, so once you got the first deal, how long between the first and the second? (laughs) I I feel like they kind of compound on each other. Like it's like the momentum, right? You know, uh, once you get it, you could, you go post it on social media. You could talk about it amongst friends. Um, your, your, your brokers can promote it. And that kind of leads into the next deal. So it was very shortly after, um, kind of the same thing. Um, I think what helped me that next time, because while I was working with him, I was trying to figure out uh, what can I do to attract more clients. Um, so I held a seminar, VA loan seminar, which is big in my area, the VA loan. Um, so I just promoted it on social media. Like I'm having this thing. I got got with a lender and I got with a um, credit repair uh, guy. And I was like, I'm hosting this event. I try to push it out to as many people as possible. And, uh, that's kind of how I got my next client. He showed up only four people showed up. I, th- I-, I thought it was unsuccessful at the time, uh, just cause of four people, but it turned out that it was even better because it was a more intimate si- uh, situation where people could ask those questions and could interact and the lender killed it. She, she, you know, knew her stuff, which helped me just starting out. There was a lot of things that I didn't necessarily know. So teaming up with vendors like that also helps as well. Gotcha. Did you close any clients that had uh, anybody who came to the home buying seminar? Yes. Yeah, so he, the, the next one came to the, to that VA loan seminar. And then, so the, I got two clients out of it. So four out, two out of the four. Yeah. That's a good percentage. 50% all day, man. <laughs> Right. Um, So you've got your momentum. How did you maintain? What were you doing to maintain that momentum? Because when you start to see big checks, you could potentially stop because you get complacent. So what how'd you continue to go? Honestly, I like I'm very passionate about real estate. So I talk about it with everybody I know. So, I mean, it's, it's a big part of uh I enjoy it. So once I started, you know, uh, house hacking, I was like, oh, I'm all in. So I'm constantly talking about it with people, uh, people I don't know, people I do know. So that's that's what really keeps the momentum going and just trying to figure out more ways to reach more people to educate them on what's possible to them. Got you. So since you're in the Navy uh, and you're in a military area, military base, is your focus VA loans or veterans or what's, is that your niche? 
it, it is my niche just because I can relate to uh, military members. Um, I'm with them on the ships. You know, I'm with them. Their schedule is kind of the same. It kind of aligns. So it does help a little bit uh, with managing both. Um, so I, I will say that is my niche, mainly because out here in Norfolk, it, it's a huge VA um, area. Gotcha. And with the fact that you're um, still actively in the military, what system do you have in place to uh, continue to do both uh, both jobs? Well, do real estate, the real estate business, and um, you do serve as a Navy man. Right. So um, initially, that was my weakest point in being a real estate agent. My first year, I, I didn't have a system. I didn't have anything. I was just kind of just doing it um, and felt like disorganized. So uh, coming into last year, uh, 2021, I, that was a change that I wanted. I wanted to be more intentional. So um, I, had, I didn't have a CRM. I didn't have a database. I didn't have anything. So that was my starting point. Uh, getting a database. Uh, I have Boomtown right now. So I made sure to like watch videos on how to build a database and um, uploaded that into Boomtown so I could be more systematic. And in Boomtown, you can um, create individual um, drip campaigns for, for uh, people or, or groups uh, or, or whatever. So I really follow that, to be honest. Um, uh, still a lot of stuff that I see on YouTube videos or mentors or anybody I hear going on and try to spin it my way, like uh, make it more me so it's genuine. But uh, that, that, that's pretty much my system now that I use to keep me in check as far as like what I should be doing every day. Gotcha. You think that uh, structure came from being in the military? Definitely. Definitely. That's why I felt like, I, you know, my very first year, I. I did, I did well, but I didn't feel like I was doing well, mainly because of how disorganized I was and it was just coming. I couldn't predict um, my business at all. And I would hear other real estate agents saying, oh, I'm going to do this number. And they knew their numbers. Um, so I knew that that was something that I needed. So, I, you know, I come from structure. So it was kind of easier for me to, once I focused in on it and really realized what you know, it takes to be a real estate agent. I think uh, being in the military, a military background did help. Got you. So in your first full year, you know how many transactions you closed? Yes, I did 23 transactions. 23 transactions. And what was the sales volume? Um, oh, I was right at like 5 million, a little over. Okay. Wow. That's, that's good, man. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, so 23 transactions, 5 million, a little over 5 million. Um, what? No system. Just, <laughs> just, hustling, just hustling and grinding. Um, can you figure out like what you did that year? To keep like, I know I'm asking the same question, but it's got to be something you did to like keep like, were you consistently marketing to those people? Were you using social media? Like, tell us how you were able to, to keep getting clients aside from, yeah. you know, just talking up real estate. Right. 
So I no, I do use social media. I I, I use Instagram. Uh, I, I don't use it like I should because I, I hear of ways of people, uh, you know, really getting their business mainly from there. So I, I'm, I'm your typical agent that posts under contracts and closings. And sometimes I forget to do those things. But I, I will really say the secret sauce is really getting in front of people. Um, the more people you talk to, the more people. And it's not even coming from a salesperson technique is more so just educating. I, I feel like uh, the one thing that I did very well after reviewing myself was that I, I was able to educate people on their possibilities and then let them make their own decisions. So you give them the information because you'd be surprised how many people really don't know. Um, I got a lot of questions like, you know, uh, and I'm dealing with younger first time home buyers. So they're normally like, oh, I have to put 20% down. Like, that's not true, you know, and, and things like that. So I really tried to figure out what were the, the roadblocks from stopping people to buy and just educate them on like, no, there's this way that you can do this. Like you can actually get in with no money down. I know that's a little bit harder if it's not the VA um, loan, but I'm sure that even in all over the pl all over the country there's markets of where over here we have a first time home buyers loan um a VHDA loan which basically gets if you don't have any military service you basically could get a house with 0 dollars down as well there are some stipulations that come with it but there you know so giving those people those options a lot of times you'll find that a lot of people do want to buy houses even if they don't really want to invest Gotcha. So do you find um, do you find that people are more receptive to hearing about home ownership? And what I mean by that is there's some conversations that people shy away from, right? Mm -hmm. But it, like everyone seems to have a story when it comes to real estate, whether it's theirs. Or somebody else's so that's you find that's an easy conversation to have all the time um yeah i, I no, so i you you will find people that don't necessarily uh want to uh talk about those things like finances are just taboo in general right. um and i think amongst the 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 black community it's very taboo so um and, and for the younger generation, a lot of people don't want to necessarily have those conversations all the time. But I do feel like when you come from a, a, a place of passion and a place of just being genuine about it, it is a little bit more receptive rather than like, I'm, I'm trying to get something from you. Got you. All right. So let's dig into it. Yeah. I'm a first, I'm a real estate agent. I just get my license. Mm -hmm. What would be the first thing you would have me to focus on looking back at your first year, aside from picking the right brokerage? Okay. I, I would say, uh, make a list of all your friends. I know people probably hear this all the time, friends, family, but it's, it, it's absolutely true. You don't even have to tell them that you're a real estate agent, but whatever it is, however your story unfolds on why you're a real estate agent, 
I would start having those conversations and start having the conversation about their options, uh, whether they own a home or rent a home. I, I would just start there um, and talk to them about all the things that they possibly can do. Okay. So once they've done that, because that's, that's the key, man, like sphere of influence. Yes. Like it's, if you hear about it, if you, I mean, I've done 50 interviews and probably 40 realtors and they've right. all said sphere of influence. Yeah. Um, what do we do to talk? What, what conversations are we having with our sphere? Um, yeah. So it, each person is going to be unique, right? Like how you approach them will be unique, but, um, I would I would definitely say start out looking at their situation and see where you can help them. At. Um, and some people you can't help. Right. Like some people aren't in a position to buy and, you know, you shouldn't pressure them into buying or anything like that. But if their goal is to buy at some point, help them along the way. Like, I think a lot of times people get into like, I need a closing now. And I think the true key to it is helping everybody along the way, wherever they're at, even if they're not going to buy a property from five years from now. Well, you know, five years from now, that could be your transaction. True, true. So once we've established our sphere of influence, um, what tools would I need as a new agent uh, to get me started? Tools? As in, can you elaborate on that? Like, um, do I need a mentor? Do I need a coach? Do I need yeah. a CRM service? Do I need a specific type of computer? Like what things can help okay. me yeah. build my struct, my foundation? Right. Yeah. So that, that's where my downfall was at. Um, I'm sorry about that. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. That's where, that's where I started at. Uh, where my downfall was at. I, I do think that, yes, every agent needs a mentor. If you look at like your most successful agent, they're probably going to tell you that they have a mentor or a coach. I don't think that there's any level of success where you don't need those things. Um, and I think, you know, you need an accountability partner as well. Somebody that's a peer of yours that's going through the struggle as well starting out that could hold you accountable and that you could bounce ideas off of. I think that's really important. I do think you need a CRM. Now that I'm operating off of a CRM, I do realize yes, you 100% need a CRM because how else are you structuring your day? My CRM tells me exactly what I need to do and who I need to contact. Um, beyond that, before I was just kind of winging it and I don't think that's a, a, a very good thing to do. There's other things that you, you can do as well. I think another big tool is your vendors. Like how, how much are you using your lenders? How much are you talking to title agents? Are you hosting events? Because they can help you do those things. And a lot of times if you have a really good one, they can do things far better than you can, especially starting out, right? Far as the education piece. Because that's where I come from. I come from just trying to educate as much as possible. So I think that's an important tool to use that's kind of underutilized, especially starting now. Gotcha. So in terms of um, 
brokerage and we don't have to say names. Uh-huh. Why did you select the company that you went with? So I, I switched after my first year. Okay. So the, 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 I, I did what every new agent does. I went with the first brokerage that said that I talked to that said, yeah, I'll take you. And of course they'll take you, right? Because <laughs> you're, you're going to make them money. Um, and what I realized here that if I stayed at my brokerage, I was going to be, um, it was, it was no real room to grow because there was nobody there to, like you said, a mentor me. I was kind of just out on my own and, uh, you know, my mom's in the real estate. Um, so I did have her to lean on, but, uh, beyond that, my brokerage at coming in as a new agent, if I went into the office, I mean, I would be lucky if somebody said, Hey, back to me. So I knew that that was an environment that I just could not see myself growing at. So when I went to go interview um, other brokerages, the big thing I was looking at was the education piece and then two, um, how the relationship between all of the agents were together and if people were actually mentoring. Um, So I had conversations with agents at those brokerages. Got you. So first year, five mil, 23, um, 23 transactions. How is your second year going? Well, how did your second year go? Yeah, my second year went um, better than before. Um, I, it wasn't as much growth as I, I, I wanted it to be. So I ended out at 32 transactions and a little under eight million. Okay. Okay. That's just commendable, man. That's <laughs> yeah. commendable. Commendable. So do you, do you view real estate as a, because you already have a full-time position, do you view it mm-hmm. as like a side hustle, a business? What's your take on it? Um, I, I view it as a, as a true business because that, that, that is what it is. Like I said, I don't think there's a such thing as a part-time agent. I've had conversations with plenty of people that see, you know, friends and family that see what I'm doing. And they're like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to get my license and I'll just sell here and there. And that's not how it works. Anybody in the industry would tell you that's not how it works. You got to pound the pavement um, every day for it to actually, for you to produce. So, um it's definitely something that, you know, is a true business and you should operate it as such. Got you. Are you still doing home buying workshops? Yes. Um, so I kind of elevated a little bit. Um, I'm not just at the VA loan seminar because that's what I was doing uh, purely. But now I'm trying to um, come up with more events. So we just hosted a um, how to get into investing. So far as a military member and stuff like that. I also hosted a bit of how to raise your property value. So uh, just trying to sprinkle in education and different avenues of things. And I will, you know, for the event about raising your property value, uh, teamed up with an appraiser, had them come out and speak um, for, you know, the local area. Uh, so those are, I'm just trying to find more creative ways of getting out and, and widen the people that I'm trying to reach to. Gotcha. Um, in terms of your social media marketing, what platform were you using primarily? 
Instagram. I, I hear good things about Facebook. Um, I don't really use it much. So uh, I have not used it. I have a business page. It's linked to my Instagram, but Instagram is the, the platform that I, I choose to use. So on Instagram, were you posting, like making posts or were you doing videos or lives? What, what type of marketing were you doing there? Right. I haven't had any uh, videos or anything like that. I mainly post under contracts and closing. Um, and that's kind of, I'm not very creative and I'm not like a, <laughs> a, like a social media guy. So <laughs> that, that I do get business from social media just from producing. So I, I, I can't sit up here and say like, oh, you should do these creative things to get in front of people. I'm, I'm not that guy. Um, but I do try to use it as a tool. I, I, I find it, um, I do interact a lot, right? So if I see somebody's story or I try to follow uh, other local investors and, you know, ask those questions, ask them questions and, you know, comment, like on people's stuff. But beyond that, that's all I'm really doing. Gotcha. So what would you attest the growth of your first year into your second year, like the additional eight transactions, what do you think helped? Um, really, <laughs> I, you probably heard this before, but like really going at my sphere. Uh, one thing that I started to do uh, this past year that I didn't do the year before was I, I would ask my clients, hey, if you know of anybody that's trying to buy or sell, like, you know, please send them my name or send me their information. I'll take good care of them. So um, uh, that was one avenue that I didn't really uh, tread or, or um, for closings. I never said those things in, a, in the first year. But my second year, I was very avid about trying to really build a referral business and being in, in intentional in the things that I do and say um, to, you know, clients and sphere. Got you. In terms of your um, seminars that you host, do you hold them on base? Are they virtual? Like, what's, what's that look like? Yeah. So when I first started out, uh, they, they were at my brokerage. And then we got a good idea that we should move it to uh, a place on base. Um, but as you know, COVID happened and, you know, COVID kind of messed up everything so there was a time and period that um we were doing them online as far as like a, a a zoom call so um really it just depends we haven't came back into person just yet uh so zoom has been the way of uh getting those out as of right now how often do you have them um when i when i first started out i was doing them monthly now it's like once a quarter. Gotcha. And what's the attendance like? The attendance is um, it's up and down, you know. So you could get anywhere to like two people, or um, I I don't draw a huge crowd. Uh, like ten fifteen is probably the biggest crowd I've ever had. Gotcha. I mean, that's a decent sized crowd to be in front of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true, especially starting out with four. 
I, you know, it's funny. I hadn't, when I first was thinking of it, I was thinking that we were going to have 50 people there and <laughs> that is not how it went. Wow. So aside from chopping it up with your sphere of influence, uh, hosting, you know, different types of seminars and webinars, uh, what are some other marketing, um, or other ways you're looking looking to get to gain clients, right? So I'm I'm very focused on just a referral based business, um, because that's something that like really resonates with me. So um, one thing I've done this past year was uh, reach out to agents in military locations and try to you know say hey I, I looked at where uh, people were coming from and going here and reaching out to those agents and building relationships in those locations. Um, and then also we, so I did start a referral team in, in, in different locations. And then what we do is we get on a call, you know, once a month, it's not always consistently once a month, but talk about things that we can improve on prospecting for military members, because that is our niche, um, which has helped. Okay, cool. What um, what are your goals for 2022? 2022, um, I, I would like to do 15 million um, at the end of this year and uh, do more than 45 transactions. Yeah. Um, have you closed any yet? I know it's yes. early in the year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How often... Do you uh, touch base with your past clients? With my past clients? Uh, the uh, first year, I didn't at all, right? Like, I mean, some of them were my friends, right? So right. I had those natural, uh, you know, interactions in, in times of hanging out. But now, like I said, I, I became more intentional. I'm trying to um, touch base with, if, if the person sent me a referral, I'm talking to them monthly, right? Like, I'm either, you know, uh, writing them a personal letter, uh, popping by with a gift, uh, you know, doing something nice for them where I'm, I'm talking to them to encourage them to give me more referrals. Um, but on a normal basis, I'm at least talking to people four or five times a quarter. Got you. And how is that? Um, phone calls, emails, text messages, cards, how do you communicate with them? Yeah. So, uh, phone calls, text messages. Um, I'm not really big on the whole email thing. I, I know it does, you know, work for our open rates. Um, but I'm more personal. So, uh, letters, uh, I don't really mail them out. I just drive them over to their house and drop them off. But, um, yeah, so I'm staying in, in, in touch with them through like just being personal, right? So text messages, phone calls and, and, you know, stopping by. Gotcha. So how, uh, how often do you like compare notes with your mom? How long has she been an agent? She's been an agent since I was a kid. So, um, I don't even know. I, she probably <laughs> killed me if I told you the exact years. Cause <laughs> 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 but yeah, she's been an agent for a very long time. Okay, cool. Are there any things that, um, you've implemented that she showed you and are there anything that you showed her that she started implementing in her business? 
she's the one that got me, um, you know, more organized and saying that, you know, she was the one that really forced CRM and database on me. She's like, you know, you don't have a business unless you have a database like that. And so, um, you know, the first year I was like, yeah, 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 I hear you. But um, after really thinking about it. So, yeah, we bouncing ideals off of each other all the time. Every time I speak to her, I'm always thinking of uh, things or she's telling me things that she does, whether she, you know, she works with investors a lot and stuff like that now these days, which is something that I'm not really doing too much, but we still definitely talk about things that we can do um, that she's done or that I've done, or I just give her an idea and say, Hey, do you think this would work? And, you know, she gives me, um, pointers on us. Gotcha. What does, um, what does your team look like? Right. Okay. Yeah. So I did actually start like a legit, uh, real estate team with, uh, three agents on it. But, uh, before that I had, um, just being a solo agent, I was pretty much me and an admin. I can't really say that she's much of an admin uh, per se, like a traditional way, because it's it's my uh, fiance. So, <laughs> so that was kind of like me, her, and you know, I, I I paired up with vendors and I stayed consistent with them. So I would I would call them a part of my team. So, you know, I I have a home inspector. Um, not a big company. He's a one man show. I have, you know, the same lender I pretty much use for all transactions. Of course, if people know people or come pre-qualified, then that, you know, can't really control that. I have, you know, a title company that I stay loyal to. So I I would, I would attribute those parts are a part of my team as well. Got you. So you have an admin person. What's your next hire as you grow? Right. So I did. Yeah. So I did bring on, you know, uh, three agents um, that way because I am trying to step away from the, the buying side of things slowly but surely. Um, and right now, I think that's where I'm comfortable at. Like I'm trying to it's different is it's, it's very different from uh, the things that I've been doing before, just because again, everybody's so different and there's no one way to do this business. So I'm trying to learn of different avenues to teach them how to do business and where it comes from a genuine place for them. Um, so that, that's pretty tough. That's what I'm trying to grow right now. Got you. So if you had the opportunity to strictly do one or the other is it more so uh would you rather be a listing agent or would you be a buyer's agent or would you mix the two um if if i could choose and production was the same i would be a listed agent uh in a heartbeat um <laughs> mainly, <laughs> mainly because the job is a little bit different right like right. working with a buyer can can be a lot right? You're, you're driving constantly. And if you have multiple buyers, you, you feel like you're driving all day showing houses. They might not like those, you know, the market kind of shifted on us. You know, you, you might not even get the offer accepted. So there's a lot of work that goes into it, um, which I would, you know, 
as listing, I, I, I do say that there's still a lot of work that goes into it, but it is a little bit more remote and a little bit more uh, guaranteed. You're more in control. Out of your, your first year, out of your 23 transactions, uh, were any of them listings? Yes. So <laughs> and that's why I'm trying to transition now. I only had two listings. Okay. And what about uh, last year? Out of the 33. So I, I, I did more than doubled up, but I got eight. So okay. the production far as listings is not there. But if I look at my client base, um, it's mainly because there are a lot of first time home buyers and a lot of my sphere friends. And, you know, so I don't really have people that have been living in homes for very long to sell. Right. Cool. Well, man, this has been insightful. Uh, it's, I've gotten a lot of great information. Um, for anyone who wanted to reach out to you in terms of they're listening, they're in the Virginia area and they want to purchase, how can they reach you? Or if it's a, a new realtor or a realtor who's looking to gain some success, how can they reach out to you and uh, talk to you? Yeah, um, you could follow my um, Instagram. It's uh, Merchant Key Realty. Um, so. M E R C H A N T K A I mean K E Y R E A L T Y. And then honestly, if you really wanted to and you really want to get in touch with me, you could you could text or call me at 757-300-8364. Cool. Man, Elijah, this was awesome, man. I look forward to seeing your growth and you know doing a part two of this. This is the Real Estate Proverbs Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Jefferson. Have a great day. Thank you for listening and be sure to follow Kevin on Instagram at The People's Lender. We'll see you here next time on Real Estate Proverbs with Kevin Jefferson.